It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's going on, Dolphins fans? This is your host, Kyle Krabs, and today is the Friday, January 28th, 2022 edition of Locked On Dolphins. Today on the show... Joined by our old friend, Mr. Joe Rose, back to talk about the Miami Dolphins head coaching search. And in addition, a special locked on conference championship game preview. Let's get it. You are locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, another episode of Locked on Dolphins. I am your host, director of scouting of the DraftNetwork.com, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, and super stoked to bring an old friend back into the fray here on the show. It's been a couple of weeks, but I digress. It's always a good time when we have Joe Rose on the show. Former Miami Dolphin, Dan Marino's old roommate when Dan first became a member of the Dolphins. He's on uh, WQAM, the Joe Rose Show on the radio call the games. Uh, he's a good friend, and we're super pumped. Uh, we're excited to catch up with him. So, Joe, how you doing, my friend? Oh, I'm doing great, man. And uh, thanks for giving me a couple of weeks to cool down a little bit after um, I think we would all say that we were surprised by the move uh, to get rid of uh, your head coach and the relationship between the head coach and GM. Um, I'm not around the team because of COVID the way I was, so I was a little surprised that, I didn't even get a little bit of a sense that this was going on. It was, it was, a, it was a little disappointing, but I guess I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little better now starting to look, uh, look forward to, and, and uh, I'm getting a little antsy to get a head coach. I don't know about you, but I, now that some of these pieces are starting to fall in places with head coaches, be like, it'd be nice to see the dolphins get one that they maybe like a little bit more than somebody else. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think that's the first place I'd like to start this conversation with you is Dolphins fans asking me, oh, what's the holdup? What's the, if Brian Dables, the guy from Buffalo, what's the holdup? If, you know, why haven't they gotten this thing taken care of yet? And, um, you know, my perspective up until this point has been, well, nobody's hired anybody until Thursday morning when the first two gigs got hired and we're potentially looking at Jacksonville as at the time of this recording, potentially locking down Byron Leftwich. So, uh, curious from your perspective, this timeline, how this is shaking out. It's been reported that Miami's going to have second interviews early next week with Dable, with Kellen Moore of Dallas, with Mike McDaniel from San Francisco, all offensive guys, right? So uh, what's your vibe on kind of the timeline and, and does the timeline concern you based on who the shortlist of candidates are versus 
perhaps the demand in which the Dolphins could get preempted for one of these guys if they're they're trying to close one of them. Uh, yeah, listen, I, I you got to like somebody. You had the interview. You've done your background checks. You've talked to everybody to find out what these personalities are are, are, are like. Obviously, you know what you don't like for personalities because you, you've gotten rid of two guys here in recent years. So um, I, I'm all for looking. You've had time. It's not like you started yesterday. I'd like to see him make a move. I was hoping they'd have one before um, before the championship games on Sunday. Um, there's got to be one guy you like. First, I, I've heard that they wanted guys they were familiar with, that Chris felt comfortable with, has worked with before. There's three of those guys still out there, led by Brian Dable. Um, but you're starting, to, and, and I think we've seen, like you said, it's it's offensive coordinators from from other programs. I get the 49er one too, uh, because they have a quarterback that's not a franchise quarterback. There's still people who believe Garoppolo might not even be on the team next year, no matter what happens. As crazy as that sounds, because of their offense and their good running game and and the skill set they have on, on a couple of big body players for shorter, shorter passing plays that have been so dominant the way they're tied in and wide receiver slash running back has been there. But uh, I, I wish they'd make a move. I'm sitting here yapping, but, but find somebody you like, um, you know what you don't like. Um, I know a lot of this, I'm guessing um, Tua Tunga Vailoa is a big part of the interview process when you're talking about it, especially since you kind of let it be known as of right now, he's your guy. Um, and it looks like we want it to be offensive and, and, and go through it. And, and listen, w- whatever you think of Tua, I mean, he's getting ready to go through another offense with a lot of new coaches again. Um, man, it's hard. I, I just, I think if you were to ask Dan Marino and you ever got a chance to talk to Dan Marino, one-on-one the nice thing for him he had most of his career with an offense that never changed terminology never changed um always knew what the plays were what the press you know and I hope Tua gets a chance to feel that for for more than one year because this is this is no way to find success I I heard the Giants owner say the same thing like we Mm -hmm. keep flipping coaches and then we get mad at Daniel Jones and I was like hey Amen, brother. We're saying the same thing in Miami. Uh, give it a chance, wherever it is. Give it, give it a chance and stop turning. And, and by the way, get an offensive line coach with some experience that that can handle. We have a lot of these young guys. Kyle, we got to play those. A lot of those young guys got to play this year. Oh, he didn't get a good grade. And that guy didn't get a good grade. Well, you got to have some of them. They got to come back. You can't just go out in free agency in the draft and think you're going to put a starting five together. Um, Two or three of these guys that are on that offensive line have to start again next year, and they got to get better. Yeah, so I guess you mentioned Tua Tagovailoa, and obviously he's a hot button topic for a lot of Dolphins fans. There's a lot of Dolphins fans that have a firm belief that he hasn't been given the, a fair shake yet, and then there's a lot of Dolphins fans who believe that they've seen enough. But I wanted to ask you about kind of the tightrope that it feels like they're trying to walk, where they're they're trying to make a head coaching change with team culture in mind and that, you know, relationships and and collaboration, all the buzzwords that were used when it was announced that Brian Flores and that change was being put in place. Uh, But also the focus, like you said, it's not an accident that these are all offensive minded coaches that they're potentially exploring. How do you balance hiring the right coach for your young quarterback who 
depending on how things go this upcoming season, might not be determined to be a long-term answer for your team versus making a hire with the interest of your entire team in mind. Like it feels like a really complicated uh, tightrope to try to walk. You know, what do you make of those, those dynamics in this search? Kyle, the offensive talent overall is not even close to the defense as everybody knows for the way the most of the young guys have, have turned out and the uh, amount of young potential stars we have on the defensive side of the ball compared to what we have on, on offense. Um, it, it, I, I try to put myself first of all in that interview for a guy that thinks he's got a chance for that job. And what happens if he comes in and obviously if it's an offensive coordinator, it's a guy you really like for everything, pass running schemes, everything. Um, if he doesn't get enough out of Tua to go, eh, just limited physically. I, I just, I'm getting as much as I can. Um, I worry, is he going to be able to make that change in, in year two? Like, Hey, I've done everything. I said, sorry, Chris, I know you picked them, but, and I know you're, you're, you're the boss, you're the general manager. I, I, I just look at that and, and then, um, catching up with, are, are we going to make to that coach coming in? Hey, we're going to make a guarantee to you with free agent dollars that we have besides signing our own. Make sure it's going to be on the offensive side of the ball. And we promise we're going to go out and get some more weapons through the draft that we'll work on together. Are, are those kind of promises made? They're pretty clear to me. I'm guessing they're pretty clear to you, too, that uh, it, it's just it, it's a really interesting situation. And then I get and, and I said on the radio, too, and I'm sure you have. I hope we run the same kind of defense because that's what our personnel is best at. If we're going to bring a core of those guys back, if we're going to do that then we got some specialty guys that are really good in Brian Flores' defense that won't necessarily be good in other kind of defenses. So that concerns me a little bit. If we play an aggressive defense, I, I think our fan base loves. The one thing they love about this team is that aggressive, we're going after you no matter fourth, uh, fourth quarter, first quarter, no matter where we are, red zone, back, we are going after you. I love it. I love his aggressive style, but we got a long way to go on that offense. And don't let anybody tell you differently. Um, I think we got to upgrade the coaching at certain positions to to uh, put a better scheme in. I, I just uh, we got we got some work ahead of us, and how we go about doing it. I you know my patience is not very good now, um, maybe because I'm getting older, but uh, I. I I hope there's a game plan and a game plan that is basically being put together by the mistakes we've made with the things they didn't like about Brian Flores and, and Adam Gase that, that they think they can do better with starting with relationship with head coach and GM. And that, that thing, by the way, from right off the bat, when the guy says I'll accept the job or right before he accepts it, we have to have a third grade conversation about little Johnny and little Maddie not getting along and working it out. So everybody knows what, what, what's expected of them when they get to school. And, and we, we got to be on the same page. You need a GM to act like a GM and a head coach. And then on certain things, hopefully they, they can work together because it hasn't happened the last couple of coaches. We keep hearing about a power struggle and 
you know, if you're going to have a power struggle, unless you're going to the playoffs, the GM wins every time, usually wins. Because he's got the ear of a lot of people while that guy's coaching his team. The GM has got the ear and he, he's got free time. He didn't have to babysit the 53 on the field. He can spend time with the head coach and he can spend time with the owner and potentially the new owner. And you see all those beautiful pictures before the game because he's got time to do that. I just would like to see everybody on the same page and, and see it not dysfunctional and, and look like, wow, that's the way an organization is supposed to work. Dolphins fans, we've been telling you about our friends over at Get Upside, and I cannot stress this enough. If you drive a lot, you need to download the Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. You can use promo code for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash back. Don't pay pull price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are saving as much as two to $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon or other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy betting New Year's. We continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online is the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action in 2022. With a new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website, you could sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code Locked On to get started from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC. Write your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports, and it is where the game starts. So, Joe, I wanted to ask you, we've obviously heard a lot of names, and the Dolphins interviewed, I believe, seven total candidates for this head coaching job, and some of them are are settled. Like uh, Dan Quinn has told teams he's going to be going back to the Dallas Cowboys as the defensive coordinator, and it seemed like he was really hot and heavy early on for the Broncos job, and then they they changed gears. Feels like they're perhaps – making a push for Aaron Rodgers as if there's not already enough good quarterbacks in the AFC, but wanted to know if you had out of the names that you've heard affiliated with interviewing for the job, anybody that you thought had piqued your interest as the one that would make the most sense. I, my, my, my latest joke is this Kyle is um, I love Brian Dable. Can he bring Josh Allen with him? <laughs> I mean, you know, some of these guys, you, you, you have to look at <clears throat> what they've had with them. And by the way, this goes back to a lot of our coaches, like mm-hmm. a lot of our coordinator coaches that we've had, and they come in telling the stories about what they did and with Peyton Manning and, and what I'm doing with Joshua. Well, well, that's great. We don't have that guy here. What can you do for us here? You know, and again, it's not easy. I, I know picking the right guy and, and still getting them enough talent and the right schemes for your players that are going to allow them to have the most success. And um, so I really don't. Uh, I know Brian Dable and I've known Brian for a long time because he was here before, but uh, I knew coach Quinn real well. I know coach Quinn pretty well too. Um, who's really stayed involved down here he went to Jason Taylor's Hall of Fame induction and stuff which was really cool when he was still the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons so I know some of those guys but a lot of those guys I just don't know enough about 
I like the 49er offense, especially what they're doing with who's doing it. Garoppolo to me is not a, obviously a top tier quarterback, not, not for me. Uh, and they're winning. And, and Hey, listen, they may not be done because they've owned the Rams. This thing may right. continue. It's been a heck of a story, what they've been able to do offensively. So uh, let's go to that San Francisco offense and, you know, the dynamics there with Jimmy Garoppolo. And of course, San Francisco traded two, two future ones and their current one with Miami to go up and get a quarterback who has ended up not playing this year with Trey Lance. But as you said, Jimmy Garoppolo has been able to serve as the trigger man of that offense and gotten comfortable in that system. And the team has based off of scheme, you know, they're not a team that generally covets running backs, particularly highly in the draft. And I know that's something Dolphins fans are ready to see Miami take the running back position more seriously. Um, but there's a couple parallels there that make sense when you consider the quality of the quarterback play. I don't see any reason why Tua Tagovailoa can't be uh, a left-handed version in the same style offense of Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco. And, you know, they move the pocket around and they let him throw on the run and a lot of play action passing. It's, it's a lot of things that make sense when you consider where Tua has and has not had success. So um, is there, is that, offensive system which we've seen spread and, and pollinate across with the Rams and Minnesota and uh, San Francisco do you feel like that the success of that scheme is one of the most appealing things about potentially making that hire to bring Mike McDaniel to Miami when you see all the different places it has had success in straining opposing defenses yes I do but I think we have to be careful because they have two of the best offensive players in the National Football League at tight end and, and Debo and the things that he does from his running back now. I mean, big, strong, as physical and as strong of, as wide receiver as we've ever seen. I mean, he is, he's got ridiculous talent. Those guys, they are both going to be potential all pro players now for the next few years if they stay healthy they've got that kind of talent we saw the big catches they made late in the game here in these playoff games some of the plays they've been able to make they're unique players you know and so and, and the schemes they run offensively on the line that's what I really like I, I think they do some really neat things to get the most out of their running game so let's talk about the defensive side of the ball too as well and, and you mentioned you know ideally we'd find a coach that's comfortable with maintaining the same style of defense uh, do you have any perspective on how we can possibly compartmentalize the way this defense played the past two years the first half of this season the second half of this season how much of that was involvement from Brian Flores, who obviously has a robust defensive background with the New England Patriots, and how much of this is able to be sustained through Josh Boyer? And the reason I ask is because I'm looking at the Baltimore Ravens letting go of Wink Martindale, their defensive coordinator, and that's a, another defensive system that has been in amongst the top three in blitz-heavy aggressiveness. They like to play a lot of man, just like Miami does. So I'm curious – well, Brian Dable, it had been mentioned if he ends up pursuing the Giants job, Wink Martindale had been referenced as a potential defensive coordinator for, for him. And, and that catches my interest because what does that mean for Patrick Graham, who used to be the defensive coordinator and he was in Miami. So there's kind of a domino effect here. How much shakeup do you, do you foresee based on 
the players who remain and by players, I mean, the coaches who yeah. remain uh, after this coaching change. Um, well, I, I do know that the, the coaches have been told, and this is no secret that most of the coaches have been told, Hey, listen, you're, you're under contract. We're going to ask you guys to stay around and see if the new head coach, he'll have his choice to, to which guys he wants to keep. And, and then I've heard reports that the new coach is going to be told, Hey, listen, there's some guys defensively because we like our defensive scheme, which listen, I never like a new head coach. If you, he's a new head coach, the one thing he's got to have control of, I don't care if he's offensive minded head coach with offensive background or defensive, he's got to be able to have control on what kind of system he runs. Now saying that you hope the guy's smart enough to go, I don't want to change too much because I got a bunch of guys under contract and that system's pretty damn good. Um, for the most part, I, I'd like to keep it together and you hope he'll keep because he wants to some of those, some of those coaches, but Hey, listen, I, I do want to say this. I thought coach Boyer did a great job. I thought defensively, a lot of those guys are really good coaches, but I also think the story that we're never going to hear is I think at times coach Flores was really heavily involved in the defense. Um, even at times calling plays or you want to call it highly recommending plays during the game. Right. Um, now, no, I'm not saying, you know, and again, I know this got coach Boyer a little fired up and I, I'm doing all this stuff. And, but, but you have a coach that listen, he didn't like something. He can go over and make the call. I don't think that, I think we know that of coach Flores personality. And uh, so just, just got to make sure you're getting the right guys that, that you like. And But system-wise, uh, somebody's going to stay aggressive like Coach Flores' personality and, and I think Coach Boyer's personality. And Coach Graham did a great job when he was here. I um, I hope we, we can keep some of that staff. It makes no sense that we just all of a sudden shake things up and we look completely different defensively. I know we can't be that stupid. Can we? I go. You'd like to think not. You'd like to think not. I have one more question for you, Joe. What, and it's a total guess. I don't expect you to have a, an answer here, but I do want to ask you, what day next week, hopefully next week, do you think we will learn who the new head coach of the Miami Dolphins is? Surely it's coming next week, right? Surely they're not going to make us wait until the, the bye week between the, the conference championships and the Super Bowl, right? They're, I know they're not in a hurry. That's obvious. Um, but, but there's got to be one guy that you really like. Um, they got to know this look is going to start getting old and people are going to start talking about the same stuff you and I are talking about. We're fans. You know, and a couple of my buddies have called me and some of my former teammates and said, dude, what? You've done all these interviews. Don't they like somebody? There's somebody they want to date, you know, full time. And and I agree. There, there's uh let's go with um uh week before this the off week of the Super Bowl. Let's go, um, let's go Friday next week. Okay. Friday. So everybody listening to this on Friday. Uh, January 28th. Are you thinking more? Are you thinking Monday? Or are you thinking early in the week or later in the week? Oh man, it. I guess it depends. Uprights. 
I'm gonna go Wednesday. Okay. Now, now you're really pushing me here. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna be the good guy with the listeners of the show. I'm gonna say before Wednesday. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna do the one dollar bet on the Price Is Right. Since you took Wednesday, I'm gonna go one dollar and say it happens before that. And uh, that way we're not we're not putting that energy out into the world that we're gonna have to wait a full week to find out who the head coach is. There's got to be somebody you're in love with. There, there just has to be. You've dated them all. You spent time. You had dinner. You got out for drinks. You got to you got to pick somebody. There's a lot of people waiting to see. And I, I, I appreciate you're not in a hurry and you're doing your due diligence and you want to know everything. And we're still doing a little background check on a couple of things with you just to make sure. Impressive interview, but let's check a few more things. How are they on the offensive line? Hey, uh, well, what's their? How do they work with the GM? You know, all, all those things are important. You hope they've done that work. But hey, it, it's time. Come on, you can't get cold feet. Time to get married to somebody. I've just we're, went through my whole personal life right there. That's, <laughs> that's the best stuff I can do. We're we're gonna go ahead and get married to this weekend and get you out of here, Joe. So I really appreciate you carving some time out of your day. Thanks for catching up, uh, and yeah. it's it's good to see you again. Kyle, listen, I, I I'm glad you had me on. I did because we haven't talked for a couple of weeks, and I, I just just tell the fan base, and I'm one of them myself. Is just hang in there. And uh, hopefully we get this thing figured out with the right guy and, uh, and they work together and, um, and we, we do well in free agency and, and this draft, which after the last two years, this draft kind of feels naked, doesn't it? a little bit after right. having all these picks, man. I, what do you mean? I, I'm not going to have three picks before 30. What's yeah. what? really anyway, it's been great being with you, buddy. Thank you so much, Kyle. Appreciate it as always. The one, the only Joe Rose. Well, that was an excellent sit-down chat with Joe Rose, but you know what else is excellent? Built Bar, of course. Uh, Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. They got 100% chocolate in all their bars. It's the new year, which means if you've got resolutions, Built Bar is here to help you eat healthier or get fit. You can go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and save 15% off your next order. That is built.com, promo code LOCK15, to save 15% off your next order of the world's most delicious protein bar. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As we mentioned at the top of the show, a little special appearance here on Locked On, talking about the conference championship games. Of course, we have Bengals and Chiefs on the AFC side of things and an NFC West showdown between the 49ers and the Rams to determine who will play for this year's Super Bowl trophy. The Lombardi will be raised in a couple of weeks. But here on Locked On, we got you covered. Thanks, as always, for listening to Locked On Dolphins. Make sure you keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. We're going to roll this thing out with this guest appearance covering this weekend's conference championship games. 
Coming up, Championship Sunday is just days away, and we've got to punch two tickets to the Super Bowl. Who will serve as the reigning AFC and NFC champions for the year to come? We'll find out what each team still standing needs to do to earn a conference title on Locked On Now NFL. The biggest games, the best performances, expert analysis. You are locked on now. You're listening to Locked On Now NFL, local experts on the biggest stories throughout the NFL. I'm your host, Kim Becker, and thanks so much for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. Our Locked On NFL hosts are here to look ahead to the NFC and AFC championship games. Let's start where these teams are trying to get to Los Angeles, SoFi Stadium. They will host the Super Bowl in two weeks, but first, the Rams have to host the 49ers for the NFC crown. The biggest game. San Francisco 49ers fans don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo will be their starting quarterback next season, but they do know that he'll be under center to try to win his second NFC championship game in three years against the Rams on Sunday. With a chance to remain undefeated against the NFC in the postseason, our Locked On 49ers host says the key to a San Francisco victory is Jimmy G not making the big mistakes that could cost the Niners the whole game. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, former NFL and AFL defensive back Eric Crocker, and I am one half of the Locked On 49ers crew here to give you your 49ers main key to victory as they travel to Levi South and take on the Los Angeles. Rams in the NFC Championship game. All right. I, I think this, this game, it begins and ends with the play of Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, if I had to give just one main key victory here, it's Jimmy G, don't turn the ball over. And if you do, just limit it. So right now, 49ers, the way I see it, Jimmy G, one turnover. That's all we're giving you, just one. Anything more than that, it would be trouble for the San Francisco 49ers. All right, so that's going to do it, man. I hope you guys appreciate that. Make sure you guys listen to our show as well, Locked On 49ers, the best show on the Locked On Network podcast. Let's go, 49ers, win this game this Sunday. Matthew Stafford picked up his first playoff win just a couple of weeks ago, and now he's a win away from playing the biggest football game on the planet in the Rams' home stadium. Our Locked On Rams host tells you how L.A. gets the veteran QB to the Super Bowl he's chased for 12 whole seasons. Hey, it's Travis Rogers from Locked On Rams. So here is the one key to victory this weekend for the Rams in the NFC Championship game against the San Francisco 49ers. Remember when you used to play with matches as a kid and maybe you'd get away with it once in a while and a couple of weeks, months, years later, you realize how bad of an idea that was that you could have burned the whole house down? That was the Rams in Tampa against the Bucks. They were playing with matches. They turned it over way too many times. Four turnovers in that game. Somehow they escaped. Somehow they beat Tom Brady despite turning it over four different times. If they're going to beat the Niners, they simply cannot do that. They might be able to get away with one. Two is probably the end of the wrap. And anything more than that, it is absolutely not going to happen for you there. You can check out more about the Los Angeles Rams on my podcast, Locked on Rams, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. It is free and available on all platforms, your team, every day. The Kansas City Chiefs played the Cincinnati Bengals just a few weeks ago at the end of the regular season, and since he won, 
So how do the Chiefs make sure that that doesn't happen again with a trip to the Super Bowl on the line? Our Locked On Chiefs says a combination of learning from the mistakes of that game and keeping the momentum going from last week will add up to a big win. But he has more on the details. The AFC Championship game comes down to two things for the Kansas City Chiefs. Can Patrick the Reaper Mahomes continue his run as we saw against the Bills? And can the Chiefs' defense and its staff learn its lesson from the last time they played the Cincinnati Bengals? I'm Ryan Tracy from Locked On Chiefs, and that's what it comes down to. You saw an extraordinary effort by the offense, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, to not only get to overtime, but then win it. They don't need to do that. They have to avoid it, in fact, in order to get this win against a team that is nearly as explosive. On the other side, you have to be careful if you're Steve Spagnuolo or anyone out there on the field on the defensive side of the ball to not overreact to what you saw the last time when Jamar Chase destroyed that secondary on a circus catch after circus catch. Tyron Matthews should be back and playing in this ballgame. That helps. You have to adjust, and you have to play over the top, and you have to try to take Chase and limit him. Not take him away, because then you're devoting too many other resources to that, and someone else is going to hurt you. I think they're going to play more zone. I think they have to back off and let Joe Mixon hurt them if he can. They'll live with that, and that will get them the win. For more on this game and your Chiefs, check out Locked On Chiefs. We're free on every platform. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Joe Burrow took a beating last week as he fought his way into the AFC Championship game. And while Cincinnati does already have a win against Kansas City under its belt this season, our Locked On Bengals host says that the team can't get a second one if it doesn't keep its quarterback on his feet. Will the Bengals take down the Chiefs on Sunday in Kansas City in advance to the Super Bowl? Hi again, everyone. I'm James Rapine of the Locked On Bengals podcast. And that is the question going into this epic AFC championship game between two teams that played each other this month. They played each other on January 2nd at Paul Brown Stadium. The Bengals came out victorious 34-31, to overcoming three different 14-point deficits. I expect Sunday to be a different story. The Bengals can't fall behind against this Chiefs team by two scores and expect a rally on the road. But the number one key, protect Joe Burrow. Burrow was sacked nine times last week against the Titans. He was hit 13 times. And yeah, the offense had 19 points. Well, 19 points isn't going to cut it against Patrick Mahomes. The magic number, 40. If they can somehow get to 40, you feel good about their chances. How do they do that? They keep Joe Burrow upright. If they do that, he can distribute the ball to all of his weapons, including Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. And the Bengals just might sneak in to the Super Bowl. For more, make sure you check out the free and the only Daily Bengals podcast, Locked On Bengals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. That's a wrap for us here. Thanks so much for making Locked On Now your first listen every day. For more on the National Football League and your team, make your second listen, Locked On NFL and your team's Locked On Podcast. I'm Kim Becker. This has been Locked On Now, Locked On your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. 
Download the Amazon Music app today.